So Crisp, a tasty bite-sized podcast that serves business, bravery, branding, beauty, sex, love, motherhood, womanhood, feminism, labels, psychology, marketing, messaging, mavenry, musicals, and the mess we call life. All deliciously dished up and ready to consume. In fact, is there anything we don't discuss? Not with Jay Crisp Crow, copywriting queen from Crisp Copy in the kitchen. I hope you're hungry. This episode is brought to you by the Crisp Copy Class, part course, part community and all class. Join smart, funny, brilliant businesswomen and me, I'm in there too, and learn to write your own website and email copy with style. Now today we have Shilpa and it is my job as So Crisp Podcast uh, organiser to ask everybody when they come into the So Crisp Podcast, what is your favourite word? Hey everybody. Hi. Hi Jay. Thanks for having me. So, Jay, I don't know what to say for this question because, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a classic Leo and like, uh, you know, and like overindulgent person, like I really like grand, grandiose, whatever the word is, like you're the expert. <laughs> um, and I truly believe more is more. So I've shied away from owning that. And, you know, I'm like, oh my God, the whole world is saying less is more. Uh, but you know, so yeah, I've got a lot of favorite words. But I today, love that. <laughs> yeah, you know, the thing is, we have to give ourselves the permission, right? To, to yeah, to be naturally, to be naturally who we are. Yeah. Oh, oh, I so, I, I so, I so believe that. I love that you've said that. And I think I, one of the things that I used to tone down a lot when I started in business was this kind of bubbly, super excited about everything. Yeah, um, I felt like it wasn't professional and that I had to be a more stripped back version of Jay and yeah. um, and giving myself permission to be all of Jay all of the time has is yeah. so liberating. Um, and so I've completely interrupted you. Sorry about that. I don't know. Go, so but this is the kind of conversation you're going to have, right? Like, you know, the question is just the prompt and then, then the juice starts flowing. So um, what was I going to say? <laughs> Oh. loads of things all of your favorite words no I think I, I love I love love that you were um if, if I took like the standard of the first person to actually pitch to appear on this podcast rather than all the people that I kind of wrangled in to be to oh. trust me enough um the fact that you were the first person to actually pitch to be on this podcast I think sets the standard for everyone else no pressure wow. Um, and so see, thank you. Yeah, this is one more thing and like absolutely my honor, but uh, you know, we've got to get over the, what can I say, like the meaningless beliefs and the conditioning that we've picked up mm. in our growing up years that if I approach her, then I will be seen as needy or if I approach her, then I will be seen as, you know, not in demand or whatever, yeah. like, you know, yeah. there can be so many. Oh, I just, I was just so honored that you trusted me that it would be, it was funny because when I was kind of making a couple of notes about what I mm-hmm. found fascinating about you, I wrote, thank you for trusting me. It would be enough. And I thought, oh, that so fits with what we're going to talk about today. But I love that. Like it, it, I didn't feel you. We know that I didn't feel that you were needy or not in demand. I know. I just. I was so honoured that you thought that it would be interesting for this audience to consider your perspectives about this super interesting concept of enoughness, and that oftentimes when you say to somebody, "Hey, I can help you," especially in business, you do them such a great favour. Absolutely. Yeah. When, yeah. when people pitch to me for stuff, I'm like, oh, thank you for allowing me the space to go and do something else rather than hunt you down now. Absolutely. And, you know, likewise, the feelings were like mutual because 
when you said, oh, that'll be awesome. I was like, oh my God, I feel so respected. I feel valued <laughs> enough to yeah. have me on her podcast. So the thing is, guys, like, uh, okay. So coming back to the question, my favorite word this, these, these days and for this episode will be enoughness. And I want you to remember that you are always enough and the whole world is thinking about themselves. Like when I pitched to be on the podcast, Jay was thinking what it means for her. And when I was accepted, I was thinking what it means for me. (laughs) So, you know, yeah, just speak up, speak your mind, be yourself. I love that. So what did, so when obviously lots of women come to choose kind of labels or words or messaging that fits with where they're currently at in their lives, because they've gone through a period where they've, they've decided um, that they're going to either take on somebody else's concept of whether they're good enough, talented enough, smart enough, pretty enough um, or not. Mm-hmm. So how did you get to this, this point where enoughness became kind of your, your mantra and something that you want to spread in the world? Wow. Thank you for asking this question, Jay, because, uh, you know, uh, it's my opportunity to share a very, what can I say, the wake up call of my life. Mm. Um, and it was like, it happened when I was least expecting it, you know, like wake up calls and purpose, uh, you know, like great downloads and all these kind of beautiful things happen when you're just uh, willing to listen to your intuition. You're just willing to listen to the message that's coming to you. And I'm not talking woo-woo stuff here, but just like, you know, listen to your heart, whatever that means for you. I mean, you know, which, whatever's your chosen medium. So it just happened a couple months ago, less than a couple months ago, Jay. It was like a beautiful uh, autumn afternoon. and. I felt like going for a run and I am not a walker, forget a runner. (laughs) So uh, I wanted to go for a run and I told my husband, Hey, I feel like going for a run. He's like, yeah, go for it. And I'm like, Oh, no resistance. He didn't stop me. How's that? You know? Uh, And then I stopped myself because I did not give myself the permission to do something for myself while my child was at school, because we think our children are, you know, like, really uh, suffering in school <laughs> you know like when we are sending them away from us uh, but you know they're all they're having is a party right so uh so i told my husband you know what i'll do this with aria my girl when she comes back so i'll go for a bit of a walk with her uh, but you know that day she was so tired she just came home and went off for a nap so i cancelled my walk and run whatever the next morning, again, like, you know, the urge was so strong it, and it was a nudge from the universe, which if I did not answer, it would move on and it would find someone else to manifest uh, itself. Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and this is an inspiration from Big Magic. Have you? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. So that butterfly was kind of coming and sitting on me again and again. And that morning, uh, the first couple of hours, I tried denying that something's happening inside me you know and I was like okay what do I do I feel like uh, marketing in Facebook groups oh no but I feel like reading a book oh but I must listen to an audiobook I think I must just journal so these were the four options mm-hmm. and I, I they kind of kept me stuck and paralyzed and I ended up doing nothing for those two hours mm. until finally at 10 30 ish somewhere 
I told my husband again, hey, you know what? I really feel like going for a run. He's like, go. And something, you know, just his response and absolute zero resistance hit me so hard. I had tears in my eyes and I'm like, I'm expecting the world. I'm expecting resistance out there. I'm expecting my life to be hard. How can it be so easy for me? You know, uh, how can my husband not stop me that Shilpa? This is business time. Your daughter's at school. You're not allowed to do anything for yourself. Uh, you know, you can't go for a run now. You should have woken up at six o'clock. You should have done this. So those were my rules for myself. Those were me saying that I'm not good enough to go for a run unless I've met certain criteria. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that was me feeling that I have not allowed myself to feel enough. Um, or to do enough, because I think that's, it's such a metaphor for the way that women, women, I, and you know, I always speak about women. Especially and mums. Yeah, especially mums. I've been challenged a couple of times by men that I've met at, at networking events and where I've, you know, taught something to do with copywriting and men have come up afterwards and said, you know, why do you not think that men do this? And I'm like, well, I just, I've never been a man, so I can only speak from this yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because I work with women, there's a lot of observation about you know, when, when somebody says something and everyone else goes, oh my goodness, I do that too. Why do I do that? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's so similar. Like we think that we can't launch a business because this was me. I, I'm, I don't have enough. I didn't finish my degree because I had a baby. I don't have a journalism degree. I'm not good enough to start a business and call myself a copywriter. And then when I started being invited to speak places, um, in, it's the most ridiculous thing. And, and if you know me now, you would laugh. But I was like, well, I can't do that until I lose 20 kilos because I'm not skinny enough to stand on a stage. I've been there. It's just so ridiculous. You know, the weight problem has been uh, like my story as well. So I really resonate with that aspect, you know. Mm. Um, but it's not true. It's not it's true. Not true. Right? It's totally bullshit. You know, yeah. it's... And sometimes uh, yeah. the, the no amount of talking to ourselves in our head is going to prove that to us. Sometimes I say to women and to myself, you actually have to turn up and do it, disbelieving before you prove to yourself that you're enough to do it. So you have Absolutely. to go in thinking and knowing because you know that you're not good enough. And then you do it and you're like, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, you know. And, you know, so it was in, in that moment where... And you know, like my biggest fear more than anyone, more than anything else was what will they think of me? You know, the they monster, Jay, yeah. like the world, the yeah. they, like they will they. think they. <laughs> Who are these people that just go around dying? <laughs> I know. So it's like, you know, I cannot do a run at this time or else they'll think I'm not serious about my business because... Mm -hmm. I'm just having a beautiful run when I should be marketing, right? <laughs> and then, like, you know, finally, thankfully, Jay, that day I did go for the run. So I, I really kind of overcame the struggle. There was this, like, really intense struggle for inside me, tears flowing. And I was like, I have to do this. Because I found myself saying, Shilpa, you might as well work for a boss who treats you like a slave and mm -hmm. keeps you under, like, a 10,000 rules, Right. Uh, why are you in business? Why are you doing this? You know, if you can't allow yourself to do whatever you want to do. To do you... Yeah, whatever, whatever you want to do. And you know, I mean, you've, you, anybody who's been in business for more than a hot minute knows that going for a run or taking a walk or having a nap or having a lunch with a friend or just getting on Zoom with somebody that, mm -hmm. and, and having a quick chat, that's not not building your business. 
because exactly the thing that you need to give your brain the space to have a new idea. You can't have amazing, like nobody has amazing good new ideas when they're slogging themselves, whipping themselves half to death, working on client work. That doesn't happen. You have yeah. it when you have a shower or you're driving or you listening to music and then you're like, oh, that's the thing. How yeah. did I miss that before when I was trying so hard to think about it? Yeah. And that's exactly what happened, you know. So when I came back from the run, I was like, oh, my God, words are like running out of me. I have to catch them on paper. So I just opened the journal and I just like went, you know, writing. And what came out of me was along the lines of, you know, you are enough. Your story is enough. And, you know, then I put it in perspective uh, with, you know, with what I do, perspective of what I do, which is helping people write books. Yeah. And I could see why so many people don't write books, even though the story inside them is begging to be born, you mm-hmm. know, like begging to be shared. Um, because, you know, I don't have professional photos enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not fat enough. I'm not sexy enough. I'm not uh, wealthy enough. I don't have clients enough, mm. you know, uh, I was talking, I was walking through Dalesford yesterday in Melbourne, which is such a beautiful place. Oh my goodness. We've caravaned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so pretty. And and I was just like, oh, a bit of my heart is here. I'm almost regretful we went because I will never stop thinking about wanting. I always, everywhere that I travel, I'm buying real estate suddenly. I'm desperate to live there. Um, And I actually really love my house and where I live. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why Mm -hmm. I do that. But I was walking with this woman who has been writing this book in her head for I don't even know how many years. And it is the best concept. She's the best person to tell the story. And I said to her, why haven't you started? And she said, because in my head, when I wrote the book, I would be at the end of the journey and I'm not yet. And I was like, so your, but your entire story is about the journey. The perfect time to publish it is when you're still on it. Because the best, the best thing is that you get the, like round two. Like if yeah. you ever end up at that perfect place, you get to write the rest of the story. Like the world needs to hear that now, not when you think you're done. Yep. Totally, totally, totally. And you know, the thing is uh, enoughness is it's something that the world will never give you the permission. Like if you're waiting for the world to come and recognize you and say, Hey, Shilpa, you've earned it. Now you're totally an authority on book writing. That's never going to happen. I have to make a decision that, okay, I'm stepping up. I'm owning it. I'm like the best person for coaches and consultants to write the book with, right? Mm -hmm. It's, It's about giving yourself the permission and saying, yes, whether there have been 10 books come out of my publishing house or 100 books, Mm -hmm. uh, I am good enough. Like, you know, the money I have made in my business is not an indicator of my Mm -hmm. self-worth or, you know, how good I am. Like, how can I suddenly become a good human being or good enough after I've made a million dollars and be bad when I've not like yes yeah your your actual worth doesn't change depending on the number that's associated with it and most of the time only you know the number nobody else knows the number and even if even if people know right because there's so many ways of uh you know like the world Mm -hmm. estimating your worth based (laughs) on like you know your website your clients your testimonials whatnot right like there's yeah but if we start thinking of what they will think, what will they think? 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. My little brain's going tick, 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 tick. <laughs> I'm like, Jay, remember to talk. <laughs> I love it. Right? I love so, uh, it. Please, yeah. yeah, leave their thinking for them and you do yours and life will be so much easier, right? Mm. So lots of women feel like there's a book inside them or they start to feel like that when um, women that they uh, associate with and spend time with say, oh, my goodness, you should write that down. There's a story in that. I would love to read a story like that. Or my friend would need to read something um, like that. Do, what, what do you think is the first step that people should take? Uh, wow. Okay. So the first step is just open an Evernote or a Word doc or whatever and just jot down something. And, you know, the biggest obstacle that, you know, stops people like, you know, from even starting is, uh, it, and it's drama, it's unconscious drama. They're not aware they're doing this, but their mind, their brain is trying to keep them safe. Right. Mm -hmm. And the brain brings up this real legitimate fear of, oh my God, you know, yes, you have this one story, but how will you, uh, you know, what can I say, elaborate to the point of 40,000 words. That's a lot. You cannot do this, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the brain strategy is to, uh, you know, it's creating fear only to keep you, only to create two results. That is to keep you alive. Mm -hmm. And if you're alive, to make you feel loved, mm -hmm. right? So if you remind yourself in whatever it is that you want to achieve, especially like, you know, when you're wanting to write a book and you're not able to get started and your brain's paralyzing you in fear, mm. just remind yourself, I am alive and I'm loved, mm. you know, and the brain will calm down. It's going to just, you know, sit back and relax and say, okay, you know, just tell it like, I've got this. I know you're trying to keep yes. me safe. That's good. There's no saber tooth tiger. He's going to jump out and eat me because I started writing the book. I and that's, that's what we're doing, right? We're, we're, we're in that kind of survival mode because if, if, we're, if we listen to that fear, then we stay safe, nothing changes. And when nothing changes, we're most comfortable with where we're at. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, so the brain's just doing its job. It's, it's just trying to keep you alive and it has forgotten that there's no tigers right now. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not a relevant. So the thing is, uh, I'm going to just add a little bit of... Uh, general mindset stuff like which is really important for you to remember uh when when you're kind of getting prompts and when you're getting that uh you know temptation to start writing or to write write it because that's your intuition right mm -hmm. and what you know like i would die to have a sharper intuition i would you know do anything to have a you know have a more stronger intuition so the thing is, you always have been intuitive. You've got this intuition all along. Uh, and intuition is what, you know, I just had this aha yesterday. So I have to share this. Mm. And intuition is an inner tuition. Mm. Yeah. So it, it's an answer that's coming from within you. And sometimes that answer is in the form of fear. Like, you know, stay safe. Don't do this. You know, you'll die. But you know, just put in your intelligence there and say, okay, is this really relevant? No, I'm not in a forest. I'm in a house. I'm just with my computer. I'm not going to die. <laughs> I can do it, you know? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we mix fear for intuition and intuition for fear. 
Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. I think the other thing that this, you might find this too, because obviously the, the type of writing that we coach people to do probably looks from the outside is very different. But I think a lot of the stuff that I work with women on, it's, it's not that they don't have the words. It's not that they don't want, they don't know what to say. What they're missing is the confidence to write it on the piece of paper. And a lot of the time, the story that they tell themselves in their head is that it has to look like a university essay. It has to have a beginning, it has to have a middle, and it has to have an end. Yeah. And that's true in the end, but you don't have to start at the beginning. If the, yeah. the story that's like leaping out of your fingertips to be written down is the guts, is the middle, then yeah. no one watches watches over your shoulder and says, oh, no, we're definitely not going to publish you because you started your story in the middle. Totally. That doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just write. You yeah, just write. It's that easy. <laughs> it is, it is, you know. And there was something so beautiful I was going to say, but it's all juice. Yeah, what, what, you, what you said had to be said. <laughs> oh, it will come to me. No worries. Okay. <laughs> so if, if I had to ask you what are the three key things that we have to keep in mind as women who have stories that are like burning inside us and waiting for us to listen to the little butterfly that sits on our shoulder that says do the thing what are the three things that we should keep in mind when we're when we're thinking about enoughness and about being enough to tell this story okay so um i would say enoughness is all that we need and this is coming from a very <laughs> indulgent person. Like, you know, I, I always like to have more than enough. Uh, and I'm working on that pattern. Like, I'm not saying I like to hoard stuff. Uh, I have been a hoarder in the past. And I practiced my, what can I say, indulgence in things. Uh, but it's now that I'm coming to, you know, a place where I can say I'm indulging in words and in feelings and expression and you know those kind of things. So I'm not restricting myself to one word. Lovely. Um, yeah. So enoughness is all we need. And yeah, the thing that I was going to say earlier was, and this is the second thing, the second key, mm -hmm. is that your enoughness will not reveal itself on a perfect day. It's in the most uncomfortable moments that your enoughness is dying. Like it's waiting for you to stay the course and not back out and not go back to your comfort zone because it's too hard where you're right now. Because if you just keep walking and two steps later, enoughness is waiting to meet you. Like that's your ultimate, uh, you know, that's the meeting with your never-ending uh, sense of self-worth oh isn't that so tempting to it is right. i know just and we're yeah. so close and we're just too chicken to go yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay and what's the third thing uh, so the third thing is i think what i what i did mention earlier that the permission to be and feel enough and more than enough and you know like be known as the authority in whatever it is that you do or you know for your story to be validated it's not going to come from outside guys yeah. it's going to come from within from I absolutely absolutely agree with you about that mm. and and we prove that to ourselves when there are people around us that are telling us that we're wonderful but because we don't yet let ourselves believe it we don't do all the things that we should be doing we don't step up you know and i'm just gonna add something over here like the thing is uh, perfection just now came to my mind and that was something i wanted to say earlier 
the, the more perfect we're trying to portray ourselves as, the more it's pushing away people mm. from working with us. You know, because like, if I see a mentor out there whose life is like also perfect, it's going to make me feel less than human, less than enough. And I won't have the guts to reach out to her. Yeah. Or you'll think, what, what could she offer me? She doesn't, doesn't yeah. know what or pain like, no, and struggle think, is. Yeah. I don't think she would even work with me because yeah. I'm so messed up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. the thing is, uh, when you step into your enoughness, uh, you know, there's so many bonuses. Like you get uh, courage, clarity, creativity, you know, like all these things just ever since I've had that experience, I just don't know the way I show up on Facebook and everywhere is so different. I feel like a whole new human being, like very different. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So the more you're trying to make your story or perfect, or the more, more you're trying to project yourself as perfect, uh, it's only pushing away your ideal clients from you because they need to see you are, uh, you know, you do make mistakes. Yeah. You are not flawless. So they don't fear the judgment when they come to you. Lovely. So that enoughness also has a lovely, big, juicy dose of imperfection in it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Oh, so perfect. you know what, Jay, I have to say this, you know, uh, just like two weeks ago, a friend of mine who has got nothing to do with like coaching and all, she's a very, very professional in corporate. Mm -hmm. She said, Shilpa, what the hell is going on? What's, what are you talking about? What's this enoughness about? You know, are you like planning of becoming a hermit in the mountains? <gasps> you know, so that was ex like, that's exactly what enoughness is not. So enoughness does not restrict you from having anything. You know, you can have a million dollars and still be like, you don't have to, yeah, live a, what can I say? Play yeah, like Strip, yeah, strip, strip anything away. Yeah, you know, mm. you don't have to not enjoy materialism. You don't have to not enjoy money, not enjoy luxuries. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's it's not at all about the physical stuff. It's about what you feel inside. Yeah. So perfect. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love talking to you. Thank you so much for coming and speaking to me. Um, oh. I, like I love that we recorded it so that everybody else can benefit. But I feel like I feel a lightness. Oh, I feel like we've had a little J session and I, I feel, yeah, <clears throat> I'm feeling a bit selfish. I'm really enjoying it. Right oh, I know we could go on, but yeah, <laughs> take a bit of a pause. And then just adore. Oh, just fabulous. Thank you so much. Before we do wrap up, um, I'd love you to tell us what is so crisp in your life right now. What wonderful things do you have going on? Uh, what's crisp? So really the enoughness is the crisp, crispy bit. <laughs> and uh, what's going on in my life? Also, the fun thing that's happening is I have put myself on a 365 Facebook Live series. Mm. And I started on the 1st of May. So it's just been seven days. Like I'm, I'm yet to do my day seven with you today. Um, yeah, I just can't wait to, you know, get that's to day three. commitment. Good job. That's it. That's, yeah. yeah, that's that's proper. Most of us are like, 10 days, I can do it. <laughs> You know what? Can I let you in on a secret, Jay? Like yeah. I've done three 30-day challenges, like for wow. one in 20, 16, 17, and 18 each. Mm. And you know what? 
in the spirit of enoughness, I have to reveal this on recording that I have never completed that 30 day challenge. That's me, you know, like the impatient, uh, hyperactive, hyper energetic Leo, like can't wait to, you know, why is day one, not day 30? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I would go till day 25 and then maybe skip day 26 or I would go till day 29 and then not do 30 and 31 at all. Mm. Or, you know, I've done these, these mistakes. I have kind of, I was like, what, how does it matter? Who's seeing, who's watching the videos? No one comes with me. uh, No one one comes, hangs out with me anyway. So I don't think they're waiting for me and it's okay if I don't show up. So I've done that. And still, uh, you know, this is so different. Uh, I know. I don't even want to like, and there's all possibilities. I may or may not finish the 365 day challenge, but there's an inner knowingness, right? That mm-hmm. I will do it. And yeah. I'm not doing it to prove anything to anyone this time. Mm-hmm. It's just for my expression because I, I know there's so much I have to share. I might as well just go live and share it with the world rather than just like talk in my head. Absolutely. Um, and then why stop at 365 days? As I know. You- you know, you can't just have one. You, you're Shilpa. You should be allowed to have as many as you want. Exactly. That's, <laughs> you that's, what, I was, that's what I'm thinking. You know, I might just keep, uh, keep going. going all my life from now onwards. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. So that's, that's the one thing. And the second thing is, you know, through this, uh, through the 365 uh, video series, I'm actually spreading a lot of awareness about, you know, like just, uh, you know, looking at book writing from, all the possible angles like you know what stops people what's the fun what goes on behind it uh and i'm starting a a 12-week mastermind which is called author mind uh so six six coaches will be able to write their books with me together in a in a community like in a you know Mm -hmm. in a group but they're all gonna have six books so it's not like a contribution book Mm -hmm. So there's going to be six authors, six books, six months. And these authors are going to enter 2020 with their books in their hand. <gasps> How exciting. So, I know. That's the, that's the most it's exciting. It's just two steps about. away. 2020 is two steps away. It is. It is. It's just waiting there for you. <laughs> well, I'm pretty tempted. I'm, we might have to chat some more after we finish recording. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, definitely. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this has been so crisp. My special tasty guest has been Shilpa Agarwal from Book Writing, who is a book writing and marketing mentor. Shilpa helps coaches, consultants, spiritual healers and practitioners to own their worth and their enoughness so they can write their book and share their story, a story that can change hearts, minds and lives. Shilpa, may your day be crisper than a Granny Smith apple. Thank you so much for being here on So Crisp. I love it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to So Crisp with copywriter, copy coach and consultant Jay Crisp Crow. If you've loved this episode, get all the juicy details and links at crispcopy.com.au forward slash podcast. Make sure you never miss a bite by subscribing to So Crisp wherever you get your podcasts. Want to help us spread the deliciousness? Rate and review this show and share with your mates. Remember, if there's a copy question you want nibbled at, email me straight away right now.